This is episode 67 of the Empowered Athlete Podcast. Are you 6'5", 225, and male? Or maybe 5'4", 110, and female? Are you a swimmer, runner, gymnast, or hockey player? Have you had three knee surgeries like me or a shoulder that tends to get sore? We all have different bodies, and it makes sense that we require specific training and adjustment for best results. Are you self-motivated, ready for consistency, and want to follow a training plan customized for your needs? Maybe you are ready to be coached. Being trained typically means you rely on someone to take you through each workout. Being coached means you are ready to do it on your own, but want the guidance from an expert to efficiently get to your best results while staying accountable. If you're ready to be coached, then contact us for an assessment in person or online, and we will make a customized training program for you to get to your goals. Welcome to the Empowered Athlete Podcast, created to support athletes in their pursuit of excellence and inspire others toward their best lives. Hosted by Kari Schneider, coach to top performers in sport and life, and Paul Durden, former national and professional volleyball player. Oh my, 2020. That's the year, not my vision. Welcome to a brand new year, everyone, and another episode of the Empowered Athlete Podcast with Paul. That's me and Kari. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> how many how many programs are there going to be out in the world called 2020 Vision right now? Oh, in, yeah. In yeah. January 2020. <laughs> Way to go, vision. you unoriginal what's, bastards. <laughs> what's yeah. your 2020 Vision? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's not what we're doing. We are, this episode, we're looking forward into 2020, but we're not going to use some cheesy vision related thing. Tagline, as tempting as it may be, I'm going to use a really cool quote to kick this off, if I may, about may. the future. <laughs> the future has many names. For the weak, it's unattainable. For the fearful, it's unknown. For the bold, it's ideal. Victor Hugo. Love it. There you have it. So I'm with the bold. I want to be bold. 2020. The future is ideal. We're prepared for it. We finished Date with Destiny last month. Got the mindset. Got the energy. Have the beautiful wife. Ready to push with me. Let's do you this. A, Let's get you into it. a beautiful it. wife? Where's yeah, your she's beautiful? all right. She's all right. <laughs> so uh, one of my strengths from Strengths Finder is futuristic. So I'm, I'm always so keen in January. You've never probably seen me go Sorry, through December. I just pictured you. I just pictured you in like this spacesuit saying that. <laughs> Yes, I Some am. kind of like Star Trek shiny space. Kari is futuristic. Clearly, <laughs> we're not in the same room right now. Otherwise, Slap. I'd be yeah, poking <laughs> you in the ribs. Um, no, but that means that every every year at this time, I'm all excited about the whole year because it's going to be the best year ever, and and that's just how I roll every single December and January. That's how I feel every year because mm -hmm. I'm so excited about what the future is going to bring. And all the opportunities that are going to come this year and, and just so many things I want to do that I just simply don't have time for. And, and then inevitably, um, I've made a couple, two or three big goals or a list of 10 things that I want to accomplish that year. 
And I may or may not get them, but I'm always working toward them. But the mistakes in the past I've made for myself or I see my clients make as well is setting this goal that's, that's really kind of a, a big thing. Maybe they've never done it before. Maybe it's a race. So for me, it might be, a, you know, maybe I want this really extra special adventure race. And I, that's a goal and I train really hard for it and I want to finish top 10 or top five. Um, and that, and then, then I achieve that. But what I see is the mistake in that type of goal setting is that it doesn't have a broader impact on the rest of my life or my client's life. So if there's that one thing that you're going for, and it might be that big thing, sometimes you end up feeling like you fell flat after the goal is achieved because there's still all these other areas in your life that haven't been um, nurtured along the way or had growth or goals in those other areas of, of life as well. So it sometimes achieving the goal ends up not feeling as good as people think it's going to feel or they don't get the kind of outcome result that they thought they were going to get once they achieved that goal or maybe they achieved the weight loss or they achieved the the race or they got the top 10 finish or whatever but then their life isn't as amazing as they thought it would be once they achieved that goal yeah if if i could maybe reword this tell me if i'm framing correctly what you're conveying here but what's missing i think is that the goals are cool and they do have some meaning and purpose, but you have that feeling of falling flat if it's not meeting kind of an overall vision for who you are in your life. So if you use the example of a race, say I have the vision of, you know, if I see air quotes here, perfect Paul in the future, like some ideal that I'm, I'm striving for or next level and I have a vision of being vibrant and healthy and so under that being healthy is you know it's eating well it's training it's doing all those things if I have a goal that's to run a marathon and in achieving that goal I'm kind of wasting away and becoming um, you know running myself into the ground literally just to complete that goal when I complete it I may not feel healthy and vibrant I might feel successful mm -hmm. yeah i ran a marathon but at the end of it i'm maybe have injuries from overuse maybe i'm a lot weaker than i want to be in certain ways but i can run a marathon so or achieving the goal doesn't align with the overall vision is that what you're it, it, it is and it is exactly what i'm saying and on, on top of what you've said in addition it's the concept that there's so much more in your life than just that one health vision, that one vibrant health vision. So there's how you spend your time and your career, your work, maybe your spirituality. For some people, they have um, their environment is very important to them, their home environment or where they live, your family and your relationships, those types of things. So when we look at different categories in life, and we set this one goal, sometimes we're not feeling very fulfilled or like we've really grown very much because it's so singularly focused on the one goal 
that yes, we've grown in that one area, but sometimes some other areas have fallen short um, yeah. at the cost of that one goal and or feeling or thinking that that one goal is going to be so impactful on the rest of our lives. Now, typically, if we raise the bar in one area of life, so for instance, if somebody finds that their health, their vision of health has gone up and they've started eating better and they've started to do all the things and their, their lifestyle has improved and their health has gone up, then usually that's going to have a spillover effect onto other areas like maybe they're more attentive in their relationships because they feel more energetic or maybe they're more um, creative at work because their, their mind is open to new things. Yeah. So there's going to be a spillover effect once you're really going for that thing and, and really looking to improve into that spillover effect into other kind of categories or areas of life that are very meaningful. But I think that where a lot of people fall short is, is they either are too singularly focused on this one major goal or it's, there's, there's almost like a to-do list of, of what needs to happen in this particular year or decade. And that's what I was guilty of before. I'd have this list of things that I wanted to do this and this and this and this and this, but I wouldn't necessarily have a strategy or the action plans to do it. And then when I'd follow up on it the year later, I'd be like, okay, I either did it or I didn't, but there wasn't all of the strategy or the action plans to go with it or the actual scheduling of time to make mm -hmm. that happen. Just expecting it to happen somehow without making the room in the schedule for it to, for it to happen. Yeah. And I think to your point about that spillover effect as well, just to circle back on that quick, it's can be positive or negative. And going back to the example, I said, you know, having a goal of running a marathon or let's say it's a goal of doing a, an Ironman triathlon where you just have to get an incredible amount of volume of training in the swimming and running and biking and so if on your overall kind of list of goals for this year is to drastically improve your relationship with your your kids and your wife for example that's going to take time and it's going to conflict with the volume of training you need to put in for that iron man if you've got a full work day every day and you've got to be up at 5 a.m to start logging miles you know there's gonna be missed opportunities to spend a minute with the kids at breakfast or something like that. And that spillover can go in a good way or a bad way. And I think, I think it'd be awesome right now, if you could explain maybe the new method that we're looking at to look at those that we're using to look at those big buckets of our life of relationships, of spirituality, of uh, work, of health, all the different kind of large buckets and how you're prioritizing what areas or kind of, working in that top-down method of looking at those big buckets and then creating smaller goals out of there that, that serve those and don't contradict? Um, well, this is, I guess when, once you get to be our age, there's so many different things in life, right? There's family, there's the physicality. And I know that I've been asked by a lot of people like, oh, well, how how do you keep your health this way when you have all these other things going on? Or how do you, um, you know, get that trip in or make the time for the Christmas activities of the kids and, and all of the things that you want to do. And, and it's become more and more systematized and that's what helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also scheduling the free time to have some creativity as well. So, we have different categories 
of life. And the ones that I've written down for myself, um, there's certain ones I have for business that have to do with business management or systems or delivery or sales or things like that. But when it comes to my life overall, if I were to really generalize, it's some of this is from some of the work we've done with Date with Destiny and, and Unleash the Power Within. But some of the other things I kind of add in and make it much more specific to me and my life. But if I have the categories, they would be spirituality, physical body, emotions and meaning, family and relationships, time, career and work, finances and environment. So for example, if I use the category of career and work, I know I want to launch and grow retreats. I know I want to build a beautiful camp environment at, uh, at my dad's resort. And if I know those things need to happen and that's what my vision is and that's what my goals are, but I'm not actually scheduling time into my schedule to get that done, it's never going to happen. So one of the tools that Paul and I have been using is this tool called the RPM and it's a results, purpose and map and MAP method. And it's a, it's a method that, um, that Tony Robbins uses, but it's very systematized. And I've been trying to learn all the five steps and how to do this really well. And I've gone through it for the last couple of weeks and we're practicing it right now. But what was really, really interesting in the first week in looking at this, because I've done a lot of different systems and I work on different systems to help my clients schedule in ways that are going to get their best performance in their life. And also I've done years and years of periodization. We've talked about that on other podcasts. So pulling it all together for best results and best um, fulfillment in all categories of life, what this does is if I made a to-do list and I just dumped every single thing on a piece of paper that I want to have happen, not only in the goals that I have, but also just the tasks of day-to-day that have to happen, and That's a big piece is, of paper. This, it is a huge piece of paper. And this is where the problem <laughs> comes in for most of us in that our day-to-day demands are so big and all the things we have to do for our work and our family and getting from point A to point B, all of these things are so big already that how do you fit in the extra that has to happen in order for you to reach the vision that you want or reach the goal that you're going for? So how do you actually fit that in? So one of the things that, that one of the tasks that happened was when I dumped everything onto a piece of paper and I thought it was everything, but if an hour went by or two hours went by or three hours went by, I'd end up adding about another five things, another five things. And once all of those are on a piece of paper, I used a highlighter and started to categorize them. And for me personally, I categorized them into um, the current business tasks that I have, I categorize them into family and fun. I categorize them into um, the, the environmental cleanup areas that I want to see happen. So they were all categorized into these different areas. And then I started to make chunks and actually put a line item of the task that needs doing, how much time it's going to take and whether it's a must do or not. Now, this sounds like it's time consuming, but when I did it, it allowed me to get so much more done in my week because I didn't have to think about it. It was just all set out and I'd already decided how much time was going to be devoted to that. And then when the week is done, really getting an idea of, okay, what got accomplished, what didn't, what needs to carry over for the next week. 
but learning, it's almost like a computer program adapting and learning because as you look at it and you reflect on what you were able to do in that week, you become more efficient and it's right in front of you on paper showing you how, oh, wow, this whole last week I did all of the things, all of the tasks that I currently need, but I got very, very little time and little progress on the vision that I'm going for or the, mm-hmm. the projects that I want to get done. It's easy to fall into the habits of what you currently do, but it's very challenging to forge new paths toward where you want to go. And until you see what's actually occurring, then you, it's, it's, when you see it, it's easier to adjust. When you don't know what's happening where, you don't understand why you're not reaching your goals, no matter how much you want it. And even though you're plugging something in here and there, it keeps getting sidetracked. So yeah. it, it, it keeps getting put on the back burner because the more urgent things are, are coming up. There was a, uh, sorry, you want to say? I, was just gonna, I, I just want to add how I felt like in looking back, you said we're, we're trying getting used to the system and there's a lot of work initially, but just a big thing that jumped out for me was, yes, I have get that quick head of feel good when I'm knocking things off of a list, but then at Love. the end of the week after that, there isn't that overarching good feeling. Yeah, I knocked a lot of things off the list, but then I'm sitting there feeling like I haven't really progressed. And that's the difference here that there's a couple things that I added into my list that I would just automatically default to, yeah, that can wait, that can wait. Mm -hmm. But by doing it at the end of the week, I feel so much better about my week, even though a few things on the to-do list got bumped in place of those things. This is making sense. So it's like, it's getting the stuff that actually feeds my good feelings, feeds my emotions, feed, feeds my, my growth that by being in my normal operating mode, I would just ignore those types of things and not put enough importance on them. And so this forced me to put importance on things that, are going to actually make me feel good and make you feel like there's things in that week. Yes, that was a good week. I've, I've moved forward. Not yes, that was a good week. I got a bunch of tasks done and I'm treading water and I'm just, you know, keeping doing my job. No, now I'm actually doing my job and I'm growing or, and I'm advancing in an area. And that's a really cool difference. Yes. It's the, it's the distinction for a business owner. It's the distinction between working in your business or working on your business. Working in your business is the, is the getting the things done that need to be done in the business versus working on your business is the direction that your business wants to go or your vision or your purpose. And that's the distinction that you're describing. And for, for the rest of us, maybe for some people who aren't in business, it's the distinction between, um, feeling busy and that makes you feel important versus going towards what you really want in life, that greatest fulfillment, that most, um, the things that really light you up, like the, the deep, meaningful connections, the authenticity, the, the progressing in ways that you never thought you could. Those are the things that make you go, wow, like this is what life's about. It's not about going on a hamster wheel and trying to keep your nose above water. And we've all been there. Like 
you and I have spent a lot of years just trying to keep our noses above water, like somehow stay in survival through what we're facing with whatever it is, with finances, work, family. And that's, that's part of what people struggle with and part of what life is if there's adversity in life, which there always is. But there's also amazing growth and fulfillment and connection and deep meaning and making bigger impact in the world. And that's what we're looking to, to, you know, use us as an example to help other people do that, that very thing. Yeah. It's, and I think I personally dove into this with you at the perfect time because of the, the holidays and the Christmas break, I didn't have any vacation days that I was using over the break. So I worked, you know, two days, had three days off, worked a day, had two days off this, erratic schedule but because it was quiet in the office I got so much more done and so much more of that progression type work done as opposed to daily tasks that would just be bubbling up when the office is busy and people are coming in and asking questions and there's put out this fire do that and in that mode I feel like I can go through two months in the blink of an eye and done nothing to really progress what we're doing with the sales team and think about bigger targets and bigger goals and where we need to be moving to next. But with the way the schedule is now and having that quiet and thinking in this way, you know, it allows me to formulate real goals that, you know, are pushing things and going towards a direction and also setting up things to make those goals happen. The, the many tasks yeah. and steps that are going to lead to them. So it's, yeah, it's a completely different feeling. It's really there's, quite cool. There's a, um, if you think of it in terms of a household, there's always, and it doesn't matter whether it's a household or a business, there's always, always going to be breakdown and deterioration in just, it doesn't matter if it's a yard, a house, whatever, everything is going to deteriorate in some form or another. So there's going to need, there's going to need to be that baseline energy towards just maintenance. And that might be in a household, it might be laundry, it might be dishes, it might be you know, tidying up or dusting or vacuuming or whatever. That just is bare minimum maintenance in order to keep things at status quo, to try and to keep things the same. And that same thing applies true for our bodies, for our businesses, for our neighborhoods, that same type of, there's a basic level of maintenance just to keep things status quo. So if we want to go forward, we're going to have to get a little bit uncomfortable and do something a little bit different, a little bit more than what's currently going on. And this is part of what, as a performance coach, I'm coaching my clients on all the time. And I had one client go through an issue where if something broke down in, at, at work, so this, the big demands that are coming from work, the thing that would go out the window was, say, exercise or sleep. And if those things are going out the window, then the main operating system, meaning yourself, ourselves, is compromised. So we mm -hmm. can't even keep the bare minimum maintenance going. And so it was, it was a real challenge to look at this situation and go, okay, anytime there's a major work emergency, the first thing that goes is the exercise. And I would bet this holds true for so many people. If there's a family emergency, if there's a work emergency, then what do we compromise? It's often that other thing like our exercise or our sleep or our, you know, whatever else. But for some people, 
that's not compromised. So why is it for some people that the exercise and the sleep is not compromised despite whatever the emergency is in work or family? And why is it for other people that it is compromised? And it's typically two things. Number one is the mindset so that the person who it doesn't get compromised with, that has become a non-negotiable in their life. Yeah. Their standard yeah. when it comes so it's when we talked about your habits in a day, your standard has become such that you will not go through your day without this, this, and this. Um, maybe it's, you know, your, your protein shake with greens in it and all the things and, and your, um, your workout that morning, if that was just the example. But the non-negotiables create the quality of your life. So if that's the case, then the person whose emergency comes up at work and then the sleep and the workouts go out the window they haven't become non-negotiable and that's a mindset thing. But the second thing, say it, say from a mindset standpoint, it's tearing them up to miss that and they can't find any other space in their entire schedule to deal with the emergency from work. Well, this is just a second practical thing and a, a basic logistics thing. And that happens to be that there's not enough white space. I call it white space. You can call it the emergency spot, whatever you want to call it, but there's not enough white space in the calendar. Everything is full. Everything is jammed in there. And so there's not a chunk, maybe two chunks of two hours in a week where those two hours could be, if everything was caught up and everything went well and there were no emergencies, those two hours could be getting ahead. Those two hours could be used to work on the business or thinking time or those two hours can be there for if an emergency happens. And then the non-negotiables of the self-care don't get missed. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing that that's what top-level CEOs, top-level thriving people in life have built into their schedules that are non-negotiable so that they can handle anything that comes and they've got the opportunity for thinking time. They've got the opportunity to get ahead on their business and they've got the freedom to deal with any emergencies that come up without yeah. compromising the main operating system. That main operating system being us and our health. If we are not at our, you know, 80 to hundred percent level, we can't do all the things that we're, that we're trying to go forward and do. Yeah. And I think, it sounds super easy, you know, oh. block, block, block some, block some time, some flex time, some white space, whatever you want to call it. But I think the kind of people that are listening to us today are people like us somewhat, you know, and we, people who are listening to podcasts want to learn more, want to achieve more, want to push things. And so that achiever mentality, when we lay out a schedule for the week, we're highly confident where we have the attitude that. I'm going to list these things. I'm going to get them done. I keep my word. I'm an achiever. I drive. I'm going to perform. This is what I do. And so it's a, it's really a planning fallacy of not having the wisdom or the foresight to know, okay, the shit's going to hit the fan at some point with something. Yeah. And it's going to be outside of my control. I, because, you know, again, we're confident. We're thinking I can do this, this, and this, in this amount of time. This is my week. It's scheduled. It's perfect. It's done. But you have to, allow for life and even and it plays back to what we were talking about earlier with the the way we're looking at our, our structure of the the week and the goals is that you know have that foresight to know that things aren't going to go as we plan regardless of how good we are 
yeah. that life is going to come up, that a problem is going to come up for someone else that we really want to deal with because we care. And that was the problem for your client is that that, that client cares so much yeah. about doing a good job that there's, they're going to throw their own stuff out the window and take care yeah. of that client because it's so important to them. And the yeah. other, the other part of it is recognizing that by having that flex time, hopefully, you know, something doesn't come up and then it's great time to get back to thinking big and getting out of the day-to-day -day grind and doing the things you were talking about earlier of getting back to your vision of not having the business run you, but, you know, running the business and thinking about it as an owner, not as an employee and, and doing those kind yeah. of things that allow you to be creative and move things forward and grow and not get lost in that hamster wheel of work. So it's, it's ha having awareness of yourself and how you think about it that will allow you to do this easy thing of blocking in that, that white space. So some of the concepts that we're talking about here seem like, you know, they're a lot less sexy, a lot less flashy than, you know, making these amazing goals and us yeah, throwing out seven amazing goals on the wall <laughs> for the year and rock yeah. it. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's what allows it to happen and get it done. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you didn't quit smoking this year? It's <laughs> a good goal. <laughs> I'm <Shut> kidding. <laughs> Total coughing fit. We can cut oh. that out. It's <laughs> real. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. No, but what is I was that... going to say is that we do have amazing things coming up. We have some things percolating and bubbling that we can't even talk about that are so exciting, but they're so uncertain right now that we don't even know what's moving forward and what isn't. So we can't even mention some of those super exciting things, but we can mention some things. And one of them is the real growth and shifts that are happening in our Facebook group called Empowered Top Performers. And just this group is becoming a collection of incredible people who can rely on each other. And there's a lot of um, fresh things that are going to be going on in there. So that'll be one thing that I'm really excited about that I can't share everything yet at this point. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I can share about is that <clears throat> in a year, just a little over from a, a year from now, we will be running the most freaking epic retreat called the Empowered Reset in Mexico. And I'm talking the most amazing place and the most amazing changes. It is a life-changing reset. And um, Yeah, amazing place is an understatement. <laughs> you know, you got to think M place. MTV Cribs kind of just... Yeah, it's yeah. like the... Uh, it's like a mafia house that's tucked away that's incredible so yeah. it is it is going to be um the most amazing experience for people to overhaul all these categories that we've been talking about from the time in your life your physical growth really resetting that physicality allowing yourself to detox, allowing yourself to get in shape, allowing yourself to plan out what you want for your life, for your family, your relationships, your emotions, your meaning, and planning out your career goals. So all of that will be in this retreat. The other thing that we have um, coming up as well is working on our 
it's, it's my dad's camp. And the vision is to create retreats at this incredible, remote, beautiful, natural environment with log cabins and a log lodge. And, and uh, rehabbing this camp is another thing on the radar this year so that we can run more retreats there because this is the the mission the purpose of my business is to change people's lives in a positive way and make a difference for people to get what they want in their life it's their performance so those things are on the radar those are big exciting big things. huge things yeah and um and also creating a collective with other coaches so I know that I've got lots of great experience and expertise to provide people, but I'm not kidding myself in thinking that I can do it all. And so partnering with other people is the kind of thing that um, amazing people can do amazing things and combining them together is such a cool thing because it's that greater than the sum of our parts scenario that... Um, causes bigger waves, bigger ripples, bigger yeah. impact on other people. Um, so those are, those are some of the cool things that, are, that we're looking forward to. And then some personal changes as well for our personal life, but we don't know exactly what that looks like yet. So we're, we're working on those types of things. Um, what, are, what are you specifically looking forward to for this year, this decade? There's some things you can't talk about either yet, but we will, we will share some things as soon as we can. Um, but there's some super exciting things coming up this year alone. Yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, there's, there's some things I can't say I'm doing yet, but, uh, yeah, absolutely excited for continued growth in so many different areas at, at work. I have you know, a great job with the team there and I have the opportunity to learn and been doing a, an amazing marketing course and, uh, Love that. Want to continue with flying. Want to continue nurturing and growing our relationship back to levels that it uh, used to rock at. That's you know a main main focus for me still after the decade that we've had. We've touched on that in previous episodes that it's been uh, a house of horrors at times. So really <laughs> want to just just loving loving on you and the kids and having uh, that part of my life really flourish as a a primary so driver for me date. right now so yeah <laughs> we have to book a <laughs> date to... this week is that what you're saying <laughs> that would help yeah i got to do all those sorts of things and uh yeah just i don't know it's i've said it to you before that this 2020 the start of a new decade where we're at what we've been through that it really is uh a chance to not start over but just start anew i guess start a lot of new fresh things. So I've just got a, a ton of energy and our listeners will be hearing more about that as we move forward. Like you said, there's some things that we just can't bring up yet, but we'll be excited to share as we move forward. And I'm excited for this show. We have some unbelievable guests coming up for you to kick off the new year. We've got the godfather of nutrition. We have one of the fastest runners Canada's ever had. We've got uh, just all kinds of great things uh, that we're hoping that you're going to share with uh your circle and that you're going to be able to learn from uh, the great guests that we've had on. We've been so lucky and honored to have uh, just some awesome interviews banked and more to come. So big and things. And that's one of our missions too. Just this is specific to our audience is, is to grow this podcast. This is something that we spend a lot of time on and something that we is a labor of love. We love doing it. And at the same time, it's, it's this like, you know, just kind of buttons and smile thing behind the scenes that, 
we we don't have we don't have any sort of professional crew it's just us and we're trying to really bring some amazing quality people so the only way that we can grow this really is if you share this with your friends and we keep sharing it out there because we really aim to make a positive difference in people's lives based on the interviews that we have and the things that we try to share from our personal lives so please get it out there because this is uh, one of our missions is to have a positive impact by using this podcast as a free resource for people to yes. motivate themselves, learn things, and also just really be boosted by other people's triumphs over their struggles. Um, so get it out there, share it with other people, and we really implore you to expand what you're looking at and challenge yourself to look for where you want to go. What is your vision for different areas of your life? What is your vision for, you know, your backyard at your home? What is your vision for what your meals look like? Who do you want to become? Are you a person that always shows up early? Do you want to become a person who is, you know, full of love in every situation? Do you want to be a person who is, excited for trying new things all the time create what you want for yourself there is nothing that's stopping you nothing can possibly stop what you want to create and it starts with your vision so get it going for this year figure out different areas of your life write the stuff down that you can do starting today and uh, create the best year you've ever ever had make 2020 this thing that's just unforgettable that's always there as this pivotal year that started the greatest fulfillment in your life. I can't top that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Before we sign off, Kari, you can't skip it. You've got to go oh, to the book of questions here really quick. <laughs> okay. Give me a number. Um, 129. Do you believe in any sort of God? If not, do you think you might still pray if you're in a life-threatening situation? Oh, my goodness. Really? Really? You're going to go, oh, okay. So do I believe in any sort of God? Um, I grew up being in, in, uh, I want to hear, okay, I'm going to get raw here. I grew up being programmed that uh, God was what dictated a lot of things in life. And I chose to believe some things that are a little bit different. And what that means for me is that it's not that I don't believe in God. It's that I don't know what's out there. And I believe that whether it's God, whether it's mother nature whether it's the universe we all have some sort of connection and mm-hmm. um i've i've witnessed that in countless sorts of examples so to me there's plenty of evidence for that and i don't i, I think i have a problem with the label of god um so i don't know whether i don't i i'm not against anyone's belief in any sort of way um And I I really think that there's many, many religions that have amazing practices to really connect people. And I also think that that religion has caused a lot of problem in the world. So for me, for my personal belief, there is something that is greater than my understanding that connects us all in a way that moves me like nothing else. 
whether it's the greatest love, whether it's the greatest connection, grace, whatever you want to call it, the connection of the universe or God. Mm -hmm. So there's something greater than my understanding. I know that for sure. I just don't know what to call it. Um, if something life-threatening were happening in a horrible disaster, I'd probably, uh, I would have this quiet confidence. I don't think I would pray to something or someone, but I think that I would have this quiet confidence that whatever happens, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. Because um, the most horrible things I've seen <clears throat> in my life, there's always been a gift that's, that's come from it. So uh, I know that, that I have the strength to deal with whatever comes and that the universe has my back, whether that's God or that connection that is energetically between us all. Um, that's, that's where I stand on that. That's awesome. I and can't believe that's how we ended with that, that, that a good question. question. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here. I got well, to wrap it up here because with that question, I, I believe like you that whatever you, whatever you pray to, whatever you believe, the one thing that I do know is that we're all in this together and that we're all connected and everything that we do affects, you know, from what we eat to how we treat the planet to how we treat each other. It all affects everything and we're all in this big game together. So let's take care of each other. Let's keep learning to grow. Let's share love, let's spread joy. Let's have an incredible 2020 together and do amazing things. Mm -hmm. Sound yeah. good? And yeah, there's, I'm, this world, this universe, God, all of it, it humbles me. And I am so, so grateful to be facing a new decade, a new year with the gifts that I have in, in my family and the people that I know and the incredible, incredible world that we live in. So happy new year, everybody. Get her going and we will see you next time. I think we've got an incredible interview coming up soon. We do, let's do this 2020. Thanks everyone for listening.